0: here we were in the middle of our mountain retreat perched on that hill. It was amazing. Actually, the whole horizon was filled with these 27 to 29,000 foot peaks. It was just marvelous. I mean, in the morning, uh, it was a rainy season. So in the morning, the clouds would, as they would lift, we would just have this Darshan. It was just staggering. It's Incredible. Now, uh, the, we had this major collective strange experience after being there for a few weeks. Um, and as many of you know, Ramdas gave Maharaji acid twice. Both times, nothing happened. The second time, he gave it because Ramdas thought that he didn't actually take it. So he carefully put it on his tongue, and uh, nothing happened again. But he did say it was good for spiritual beginners and gave you Christ darshan for a few hours, but then you had to leave. And he said one should take it alone and in a cold climate. So various people thought, hmm, this would be a perfect place up here in the Himalayas. So one day one of the Westerners took some acid, but he wanted to do it with Ramdas. He wanted to trip with him. And Ramdas agreed. It so happened that I lived in a room above this guy where they were tripping, and I started to hear very strange noises coming from his room below after they had gone in there together. And although uh, oh, this, this may sound strange, I had a small hole in my floorboard, and I could actually see through down into the room below. And when I looked. I just couldn't stop myself from looking. I saw this crazy scene where Ramdas was lying down on the floor, but he was moving his arms as if he was flying and making the most insane, otherworldly, guttural sounds. He later said he was surfing the universe like the silver surfer. Boy, oh boy. Now, many of us on those two floors of the building started to hear this crazy stuff coming from that room, and we gravitated gravitated towards the room where this was going on and we all ended up sitting with Ram Dass and sort of plugging into the energy of his energy and this other guy and all of us got off on that trip I mean it was contact high supreme let me tell you it, it lasted for about a week I mean we used to go to the dining room together I mean you know we're talking about I don't know 15 18 people and we used to sit there and eat in silence like perfect sadhus. But now, when we ate, we would sit in silence, bless the food, look up at each other, and burst out laughing. It was a crazy scene. It was so crazy that one of us, actually, the energy was a bit much for him, he ended up uh, impersonating Ramdas and went to see Lama Govinda, a famous uh, Buddhist scholar. Of that time who wrote many wonderful books actually and and went to visit him and said he was Ramdas. then he went and gave a lecture at a church and then he went gee I got to see Maharaji and show him all my powers I mean he was just so activated by Shakti it was unbelievable when he got to Maharaji Maharaji looked at him said get over here he went over to them and he he, he had a beard at the time and uh, Maharaji took that beard and pulled it. And as he described it later, it was as if every molecule of energy was drained out of him in that moment. <laughs> that was just one little offshoot of that crazy experience. But, you know, in, in the end, as crazy as it was, we experienced an at-oneness with each other that went beyond words. I mean, it's not something I would recommend to anybody or to a group of people to do as part of their sadhana, but it gave us some kind of understanding beyond the words. And it reminded us, when Maharaji would say, every day we'd walk in there to the ashram, he'd point a finger in the air, And he'd say Sub ek in Hindi, which means it's all one. It's all one. Except ye be converted
1: and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ye are the living temples of God, I and my Father are one. There is one alone and there is not a second, and we, if we only know, are eternally it. From a fortune cookie, the wild geese do not intend to cast their reflections. The water has no mind to receive their image. do not intend to cast their reflections. The water has no mind to receive their image. If you knew who you are, and I know who I am, when you add all of us up, you come to the number one. If you and I were being who we truly are, there would only be one of us here. One awareness, one consciousness. All these bodies like fingers and toes. And from our oneness, from our... Niche in the wall where the candle flame never flickers when the wind blows. From this inner place where we all are eternally, we would watch the drama taking place at 77th Street and 3rd Avenue. Watch he who speaks, and they who listen. And as we looked into each of them, some of them would know that though they are speaking, they are not speaking, and though they are listening, they are not listening. And others wouldn't know that. would see they're really busy listening. They think they are he who is listening. They really think they walked in here, sat down, and they're listening. I am listening. I want to know. And from our place of one consciousness, we would feel great compassion. Great compassion. I am the wild goose and I have no intention to cast my reflection. There is speaking happening. Maybe it's hard for you to understand or maybe there is a place in you that understands when I say, though I am speaking, I am not speaking. Though I am here, I am not here. Inside of me is going on a mantra. A mantra that reminds me who I really am over and over again. And from this inner place where this mantra is going on, even as I speak to you, I'm just watching with great awe, wonder, the awesome drama of nature unfold before my very eye, For that inner eye which sees all and knows all. The drama that is this drama, this drama. And on and on inside goes oh monday Aumane Aumane always bringing me right to my heart, where I dwell eternally. But now we came here all laden with games, laden with our dramatic roles. We've all learned our parts so well We're masters at playing our parts. I'm a serious young student. I really want to know. I'm a woman. I'm the earth mother. I'm a responsible member of this society. I'm young and impressionable. I'm really confused, man. I'm all screwed up. I'm pretty happy. I just want to hear what the scene's about. I'm a holy man. That is the, those are the parts that are available for the evening. Pick your part. There's only one of us. We've got to play all these parts. That's all right. Don't get uptight. We have a multitudinous form. We can be the bus driver on 3rd Avenue. North Vietnamese in the woods. we begun tonight to dig who we can be. We just move in slowly. So we play our parts, but let's not forget that these are just parts we've taken on for this particular drama. But we came in here bearing our parts because we've learned them so well. I mean, you've been sitting home practicing your part. You were taught your script, mother, father, coaches you've had, extraordinary coaches, taught you your parts so well, so that you are an exquisite, exquisite response mechanism. Feed in outcomes I used to do a questionnaire when I was a psychologist called Who Am I? List five things of Who Am I, answer the question, give it to a junior high school student. I am Carol Brown, I am in the eighth grade, I am a girl, I am an American, I am going to become a nurse. Five answers to who am I. Give it to a Harvard senior. Who am I? I am man. I am a biological complex. (laughs) I am a point in time and space. I am David Smith. I am 21. Give it to an Indian saint. Who am I? I am God. I am eternal. I am... Blank, blank. (laughs) How can we get here and now, this evening, turn off all of our dramatic parts, or let's let them run on? I mean, you can run on being who you've been, but let's just not get hung up in them. Let's be here together. How do we do that? Well we have been going through a procedure of purification, which is useful, quite helpful, And we call upon a being who I will explain later to you about where he lives. This being is called Guru Rinpoche, or Padmasambhava. And Padmasambhava was the man who introduced Buddhism to Tibet, and this is a very important period in Padmasambhava's uh, influence for us. He is... uh, (coughs) depicted in these tanka reproductions on either side. And in order to call upon Padmasambhava to bring us here and now, you will do the following. You will imagine Padmasambhava, who is sitting on a lotus in the middle of a lake. And you will imagine him directly out from your middle of your eyebrows and then go up about a 30 degree angle and imagine him out there, just a little above your head, out there. He is entirely made up of light. He sits on a throne It is the sun throne of wisdom, and he is the eternal child who sits there. In his right hand, he holds the lightning bolt of the method of becoming eternal, the upaya, and in his left, he holds the cup, which is filled with ambrosia filled with moksha, filled with bliss. He has cut off the heads of aversion, attachment, and confusion, and he wears them as ornaments on his trident, which he holds to his side as his consort. He sits unmoving in meditation. He chants and drunk upon highest happiness. The Buddhas of the past, present and the future shine forth through the pores of his skin. His youthful smile is full of compassion. Victory is his crown. Imagining now this being of pure light out in front of us with eyes closed, you will first need to purify your body and mind before you can invite Guru Rinpoche into your pridayam or spiritual heart. The first thing you're going to get rid of is roga and ruga, which are disease and attachment. In order to get rid of all of the physical hang-ups and all of the attachments to your melodrama that keep you from being here and now, you will breathe all these things out and they're going to come out a dark red. And they will come out of your right nostril when you, now if you're not not tuned in on astral vision at this point, you may not see the dark red just yet. You can imagine it. You will breathe three times out the right nostril, and each time, imagine you're breathing out all of the physical hang-ups and all of the attachments that keep you stuck, stuck, three times. Now, out the left nostril, a blue-gray in color, you will breathe out mental obstacles and anger. Think of all the people that got you hung up today, got you uptight, all the people that angered you, all the people you still get angry when you think about. And get that anger into you, really think about them until you're really angry and then breathe it all out, a kind of a blue-gray out the left nostril, three times out the left nostril. You have a fan to clear away all of those vibrations. (laughs) And then, out the mouth, purple in color, three times you will breathe out sloth, inertia, the heaviness, the stone-like quality, tamasya, all the qualities that keep you from getting on with it, all that kind of, uh, three times, purple out the mouth, Now, imagining Guru Rinpoche sitting out there on his lotus. Imagine coming from his ajna, the point right between his eyebrows, a beam of white light that comes directly to your ajna, directly to your ajna, a beam that burns right into you, and it burns out all of the physical impurities. It just keeps working on the physical impurities. Feel it burn through you. Oh. And then from his Ajna, the same place, to your throat, a red beam. Which burns out of you all untruths, all lies, all wrongness of speech. Ah. And then a blue beam that comes from his spiritual heart to your spiritual heart, your pridayam, and this blue beam burns out all impurities of thought, all the thoughts that keep you from being an enlightened being, from knowing who you truly are, Honglu. Now let that blue beam become a broad blue avenue. Down that avenue comes Guru Rinpoche himself. Pure life. Pure love. Pure awareness. Pure energy. Total wisdom absolute power and he comes into your own heart and he resides there and when you know who you truly are you and he are one you are composed of pure love pure light your energy your wisdom, infinite power, and his mantra is "Aum Ah Hum Vajra Guru Pedme Sibi Hum Aum Ah Hum Vajra Guru Pedme Sibi Hum Aum Ah." i Eternal, formless, the void. Aum is what lies behind all. Aum. Ah is the immanence, the imminence for manifestation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the sound, the sound which is later to turn into form, the imminent, is ah. Hung, the manifest, hung, manifest. All of the forms in the universe are hung, HUM, om, ah, HUM. Vajra, lightning bolt three-in-one, the three-in-one lightning bolt vajra guru, the lightning bolt wisdom, wisdom, guru, wisdom, wisdom. Om ahun vajra guru pedme. Pedme means lotus and it also means unbearable compassion the three-in-one, lightning bolt, guru of wisdom inside you of unbearable compassion, siddhi, of infinite power, hung, is manifest, hung, heart, is manifest in my heart. Oma, hung, vajra, guru, Pedmes siddhi, hung, The three-in-one, the unmanifest, the immanent, and the manifest, all are Padmasambhava, and they are made up of unbearable compassion when they view the form. And the three-in-one is infinite power, and it all resides in my very heart. And if I can go within to my own heart, to my spiritual heart, my Hridayam, I will then know I am he. I am he. I am It is from this place in our heart cave, where we now are, that we watch the entire drama that is our lives. We watch the illusion with unbearable compassion. Compassion meaning empathy, meaning a true understanding of how it is. A kind of empathy you can only have when you have quieted your mind down enough and transcended your ego enough so you can hear how it really is. So when you are with a candle flame, you are the candle flame. When you're with another being's mind, you are the other being's mind. When there is a task to do, you are the task the mindless quality of total involvement that only comes when the ego is quieted and there is no attachment. It is only when you reside quietly in your own Hridayam that you become he of total life, bearable compassion, and infinite power. Had ye but faith ye could move mountains, said Yesu. And that is literally true. The Bible is not a metaphor, it's not a a story made up to teach us how to be moral beings. It's a straight message of how it is when man lives in the spirit and the spirit is right inside, and in order to get into the spirit is not a whole lot of hocus-pocus. It's a very simple, methodical, mechanical set of steps, but they are only available to him who can hear. Let those who have ears hear. Teach not he who does not want to know. The whole game is based on faith. What you may not perhaps understand is the whole game you've been playing thus far is also based on faith. You have had faith in your senses. You have had faith in your rational mind. We are living in a society which is a total temple dedicated to the rational man. Even though the first commandment says, there is only one God, thou shalt take no other God but me. Even though that's said, and we repeat it, we still worship the rational man. We worship our own sense data. It's only when you see the assumptions you've already been functioning on that you can start to extricate yourself. You have got to have heard the first message before any of the keys open anything because you don't even know there are doors until you've heard the first message. George Gurdjieff was a... Westerner who went this entire trip, or at least a a large part of it, he said, You don't seem to understand, you are in prison. He said, If you were to get out of prison, the first thing you must realize is you're in prison. If you think you're free, you can't escape. See the problem? You think you're free, you can't escape. There's another way of saying it. If you think the games you have going are what lead to what it is you're seeking in life, forget it. Forget this trip entirely. What is required for this trip, what is required to go within, to accept, ye become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven, to go the entire trip again, you have to have experienced despair. You have to have experienced a giving up of the faith in the systems you've had going thus far.
0: Thank you.